Hey, welcome everybody to BGSE Network. You, well, I ain't going to tell you that. What do you get when you bring together a rapper, a former professional football player, and a short buff nerd? You get the motherfucking chop shop. Let's go. Man, that is one long intro, but I am glad we made it through. And hey, to anybody that's watching for the first time, thank you for coming on and checking the show out with us. And for everybody to just let's make this clear, the buff nerd is not really that short. I just think it's funny as hell when I make fun of his height and then post the pictures the way I do because I always look like I'm about three feet taller than him. It looks like Shaq and Kevin Hart whenever I post a big game and buff nerd picture, but buff nerd <laughs> is not really that short. That he, he, he towers in at a gleaming five, six, and it's amazing. dog. like, <laughs> wow. Five, six, bro. And then, jokes me. again. Jokes five, again. Anyway, 11. So uh, okay. he's, he's bigger than, than, than what the camera shows. He's, he's bigger than what the camera yeah, shows. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Jay Styles. You say you five, 11. I'll give him that. Yeah. I'm right. five eleven, my guy. All right, brother. I mean, I'm not. I'm That's not, what it says. I'm five eleven. There I'm you not, go. I'm not questioning you, bro. I just. I mean, your tone was very questioning. You five eleven? Like that's questioning. <laughs> That's, that's a questioning tone, my guy. That's you know what I'm saying. You know, let me give you a difference. Oh, five eleven. Oh, you're five eleven. Now you five eleven. That's a questioning tone, my guy. Is it for real, for real, my guy. Hey man, well, if I, I if I offended you in any way, I didn't mean to. At no, all, man. Hey, I, I know your your heart and soul. Is in a good spot, man. So I, I'm, I won't charge it to you like that, bro. Man, appreciate you. All right, man. There's a lot going on in the sports world, and it's been a while since we all had a chance to get together and talk yeah. about it. Um, you know, the one thing I know Stoggs likes about this and Reed is we can really expand on whatever it is we talk about. And um, before we came on, Reed and I were talking about his MCXP Monday Man Cave episode that came on. Hey, man, I'm not trying to – if y'all missed it, y'all need to tune in and check it out because it's straight realness. You also get to hear some of the snippets and beats of what Reed does from a creative, creativity standpoint with his music, uh, the new album. Hey, man, Reed is a musical genius, man, and you won't know until you know unless you check it out. But, um, man, Reed, Reed you, you tuned into the show with Jay Stocks and I Thursday. And you, you said to us that we were being haters. So – you know, we're going to kick this show off, and I just want you to expand on what the buff nerd and I were hating on, man. I, I really need some clarity in this conversation right now because I am confused on how I was being a hater. Okay. 
let's 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 clear this up. Let's clear this up because and I've got to give a shout out to Mr. Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark kind of did say this on what's that show, Good Day or what is what is that show that he does? I think he's on Get Up. Yeah, he's on Get Up. Get Up. Well, he he guess uh, he he's a guest on all the ESPN stuff. stuff but yeah. yeah, yeah. Get Up is with Greeny. Yeah, but yeah, but when he was on a he he made a statement regarding the fact that Lamar Jackson had you know kind of fumbled the ball with playing Casey and everything like that. Look. I understand that Patrick Mahomes is the top guy. I understand it. But for the last three, four, somewhat all seasons, the top three quarterbacks, and I know that we have talked about it before, the top three quarterbacks that people have always said, especially in the AFC, has been Patrick Mahomes, has been Josh Allen, and it has been Joe Burrow. Those have been the three guys that everybody has been claiming that are the elite quarterbacks in the league right now. We've heard this argument over and over and over again. Now, we have to look at matchups and whatnot. Mahomes has beaten Burrow. Mahomes has beaten Josh Allen. He has beaten Lamar Jackson. He's beaten pretty much every quarterback. But I'm saying that none of those other guys, except for Joe Burrow and, might I add, big game, Tom Brady, those two guys have been the only guys to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Okay. That's that's in my instance. Okay, go ahead. In my instance, instance, what I'm trying to say is this. We've seen it time and time again. We put Josh Allen on this pedestal, and we always say they did survive. They've been saying that that's a rivalry between the two for the longest. How's it gonna be a rivalry if you always lose? Josh Allen is always losing. How is it going to be a robbery? A robbery <laughs> consists of somebody winning, somebody losing, but it, it gets switched. It gets switched. I don't care what you say. Joe Burrow has been the only quarterback, aside from Tom Brady, who is retired. Joe Burrow has been the only quarterback to bring it to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Okay, Reed, you tell no lies about Joe Burrow being the only quarterback that wins. But before we get on this status of throwing Joe Burrow up to the top of the super elite, out of his four years, he's only played and completed two seasons. He's been got hurt this year, hurt the rookie year with the, uh, the, the ACL. Now, was it a good win? Yes. But realistically, is it a rivalry? No, he beat him one time in one postseason game. They have not played enough to make it a rivalry at all. Now, they want to make the Josh Allen Mahomes thing more of a story because they're trying to push the Josh Allen narrative. We know this. You were dead on, you know, saying what you said about Josh Allen. He hasn't had the success yet. He's going to have to win one for us to take it serious, or he's just going to be another AFC quarterback that Pat Mahomes wipes the floor with. You know what I'm saying? I never gave Pat Mahomes the credit he probably deserved because I was like, ah, he's lucky. And then he did it this year, and we said he had no receivers. Not taking anything away from Joe Burrow being one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think he's going to be great. But, like, when we talked about Hall of Fame numbers from where they are now in the season, Lamar Jackson is leaps and bounds above what Joe Burrow is because he hasn't been available. I can't deny that there is a rivalry with 
Mahomes and Allen. We've got to establish that and recognize it. And you can say it's not because he hasn't won, but that's the same thing they said about Manning and uh, and Brady. And Manning didn't win against Brady a lot, right? But there was a rivalry. Why? Because they met each other. They played – well, the teams played each other. Right. And and to me, that's a rivalry. And I get it. If if you play each other and one team dominates or one team – like, it's not a good game, okay, cool. You blow them out every time. It's It's still a rivalry, but it's not a good one. But it's still a rivalry because you play each other. You see each other, especially in the playoffs. When it's in the playoffs, it's heightened, right? Mm-hmm. All eyes are on you at that point. It's a rivalry. Unfortunately, whatever you want to say, the Bengals and the Chiefs have not met each other a lot in the playoffs for whatever reason, seeding, not being there, whatever it is, but they have not. The Bills and the Chiefs, they seem to always meet in the playoffs every year. Therefore, it is now a rivalry, right? It's like the Niners and the Cowboys. For some reason, somehow, some way, they usually meet in the playoffs. And if they meet in the playoffs, Cowboys you know, and San, yeah, and San Francisco <laughs> and Cowboys lose, but oh, it's still yeah. considered a rivalry. Yeah, right? It's still a rivalry. So... Um, it's nothing to take away from Burrow, but Burrow has to be, to Big Game's point, he has to be available. Um, you know, I mentioned on on BGSB on the podcast, is it too early to consider him injury prone? Or should we even start that narrative? Because he's been hurt and hurt a lot, well, for long times, long yeah. t- you know, long periods. I don't want to start that narrative. I'm going to let Reed speak on it more, so I'm going to go real quick. I don't want to start that narrative. One, they threw him out there in a in a rookie season where they know they hadn't built that offensive lineup yet. And freak accident happens with the tackle. No, 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 no. Let me finish now. Freak accident happens with the tackle. He, he hurts his knee. That happens. The strain, the strain calf, this training camp, and then freak accident with the arm in the game. Was that the Monday night game? Was it Pittsburgh they were playing? Mm-hmm. When it happened? So, I mean, he's had some freakish injuries, but I don't want to start saying he's just injury prone. It's very easy to label it, though, when you miss two, almost two seasons in your first four years. It makes it easy to say that. But I'm I'm, I'm not going to throw that on him yet. I'm not going to throw it on him yet. Okay. And I, and, and I know we had a response, has to respond, but I, I will I will take that. Uh, I'm not even going to take that. I, I, yes, I get that, but – my two cents. thank you for your two cents <laughs> but but when it gets to a point of you know as, as a as a organization they probably need to put a lot of money into their backups if they have joe burrow as your starting quarterback because damn the, the probability of him finishing a season does not look good based on these past four years and i'm gonna leave it at that which both of you make excellent points, and I will give you all that. The one thing that I love about you guys, y'all are realists, okay? Aside from us all having our favorite teams, and I and I have to be a realist about it too. Yes, Joe Burrow hasn't finished a, a season in the healthy, and the last time they did finish a season healthy, I want to say, then he take them all the way to the Super Bowl. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
And he did that with a horrible O line. Probably they would think they were ranked last in the whole NFL, and he took them all the way to the Super Bowl. So I would like to think that Cincinnati puts effort into backups, um, but definitely put more effort into solidifying that O line to make sure that he does not get hurt in that right. respect. And then once we have that set in stone, then maybe we can see these matches between him and. Um, Patrick Mahomes in the you know, exactly and, and 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 even so to speak to if 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 a robbery is not with with Patrick Mahomes, I could say it'd be more it could look more like him against Allen. It's almost like Allen has like two different, you know what I'm saying? It's almost mm-hmm. like he's got two bad guys on his on his on his mm-hmm. test. He's got Mahomes that he has to deal with, and he's got Burrow that he has to deal with. But both of them can whoop his ass. And it's like he's still trying to he's still trying to figure it out. And I'm not taking nothing from Josh Allen. I'm not taking anything. I think he's an amazing quarterback. Take that shit away from him. He'll overrate it. It just it just it just hey look, it just to me, to me, when the game counts, when the game actually counts, when you don't need to throw that interception, when you need to convert that fourth down, or whatever the play the, the case may be. It's like he just somehow seems to fall. At the worst possible right. moments, when they need to win the game, they seem to fold. And it's usually Josh Allen's fault. What don't help that Diggs dropped that pass this year? Now, Reed, I will yeah. say this to your point, and I'm yeah. not just saying it to, to you know, because you my you my boy and nothing else. Now, would Joe would Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes be a, a better rivalry? If Joe Burrow's healthy, I say yes, because Hell, Joe Burrow is a more capable quarterback than I believe Josh Allen has proven right now. That's just me. And yeah. I might be wrong. And they call the man Joe Cool for a reason. Dog, I see and, your and, face, and, man. And, and, and seriously, man, I, I don't think it's been one time where I've seen Joe Burrow and, and the team be down and I've looked at on the sideline and Joe has been like, it's like he's been even killed the whole game. Like, okay, whatever, we're down. All right, well, we're going to go back in there and score and get this game back up. Like, he's been even killed, like, the whole time that I've watched this kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, oh. For those that are coming in, uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, share, and chat with us as well. That chat is open. We love to see your comments. I just want to throw that in there real quick. Uh, here on BGSE Network, Big Game Sports and Entertainment, where sports and entertainment collide. Um, look, man, it is what it is. I I think those three, it's funny. We talk about Joe. We talk, we talk about Burrow, right? We talk about Allen. We talk about Mahomes. But we don't put Jackson, Lamar Jackson, in this conversation as far as rivals or or mm. even in, you know, in that context. Uh, he's going to be a two-time MVP of the league. I don't see anyone beating him out for that. Um, and yet that narrative is not there. And it's not to just throw him in there, but I just think it's very interesting that we talk about elite quarterbacks, we talk about rivalries, and Jackson is not in that at all. Lamar's That's, not in that. And why is that? Well, part of that, I believe, too, is when this rivalry talk start brewing, Mm-hmm. The Ravens, even when they made the postseason, Lamar Jackson was hurt a couple of times. So I think that took away from him being thrown into that rivalry conversation. 
Now, note to me, no slight to Lamar Jackson. I believe when you go, you lift off your top five, Lamar has to be right there in that middle. No doubt. Um, It's rare that he is, though. So who do you think who do you think top five names would be right now, uh, if you excluded Lamar Jackson? And I'm not trying to just throw you on the point to start naming quarterbacks, but I mean, I know Justin Herbert is one that the league wants to be up there. I believe that. I believe Trevor Lawrence is another one that the league. I'm telling you what the league wants, bro. You can shake your head all you want. I can say big game. They not. They not in my top five. <laughs> no, yeah. be top five. He's not going to be in the top five. But He's I'm not. So yeah. who do you? You know, if you had five right now, you would name. You could name five. You think without having Lamar Jackson in there? Um, I know the three that we talked about. I, I would put them in there. In there. Um. Gosh, just by stats alone, and I, I can't put him in there. I just can't. But you know, to that other narrative, the league wants Dak in there as well, and Justin Fields. Not just uh, the league doesn't Hurt. want Dak. Cowboys fans want Dak to be considered a top five quarterback. Well, you know, the league is the Cowboys, man. Let's be real. Um, but I ain't even got a button for that shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, with with the exception of this past year. Jalen Hurts would have been considered, you know, a top five quarterback if, if you take this year out. I, I, okay. Last year, I almost changed my mind and said something nice about Jalen Hurts. This year, yeah, he played like I thought he would when he got drafted out of Oklahoma. Like I said, get with the exception tell, of this year. But tell me, tell me, no one else year. thought that Jay when when Jalen Hurts yeah. was selected and they already had a quarterback with the Eagles. Y'all like. What the hell are they doing drafting him? He can't even throw the ball. He he didn't look good. He came in. He did all right. Last yeah. year, they got to the Super Bowl. Then everybody changed the narrative. And this year, he came back and sure. looked like, God damn. That's what I thought that motherfucker was going to look like. Sure. At least me. That sure. was my opinion. I was like, oh, shit. He, oh, no. He, listen. And I mean, Philly fans are the worst fans anyway. But they booed him, you know, when they drafted him. Right, the Philly fans they boo everybody. They, hey man, that's what they, were, they, they would boo their mama. I think, and yeah, true. Week, we draft Patch. your mama. Boo, <laughs> Philly and Boston fans <laughs> from your house. Yo, mama, boo that bitch. She sucks, <laughs> like bro. <laughs> but I mean, they, you know, they they booed him. They lambasted him. You know, it was just very very bad. And then you're right. It wasn't until the OC that they had that, you know, is now making moves where he is. And, um, you know, they started having real success with him. That They said, okay, you know what? He may be all right. They take him to a Super Bowl. Hey, just Jalen Hurts is amazing. And then, you know, you take a step back because realistically Philly is a dumpster fire um, from the inside out. Top down, so it is what it is, and I love watching it. But I mean, it, um, I, I I do think the playoff, the lack of playoff success, is why he may not be put in that top five of quarterbacks. Okay, you know, so you're great Purdy, regular season. Was that so? Would Purdy have to be in your top five now? Not in mine. But I just because I think he's Mr. Irrelevant, I think I'm gonna hate on him. That that part, I was just about to say it. If he was drafted in the second round or third round, he would be considered 
I think, a top five quarterback. But People would consider him a top yeah. five quarterback. Think about this. The San Francisco 49ers, pretty much in the same system, got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They got to it again with Brock Purdy. So is it as much Purdy as it is the system is what I question, bro. Not to say that he can't be that guy. He's got to keep proving it to me. But people were saying that Jeremy Garoppolo was a top five or an elite quarterback when he was at San Fran. And what he looked like in uh, Las Vegas. Well, he well, what did he have in Las Vegas? Who was his coach in Las Vegas? Devontae Adams. And I'm not I'm talking about OC and head coach. I'm not oh. saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. What I am saying is this. The system, yes, does matter. And and I know we're going to talk about Cam and, and what he's saying as far as the other quarterbacks and, the, you know, being a, a, a game manager. Look, whatever style you use, if it gets you the win, then you're a winning quarterback. If you win a Super Bowl, they're not going to say, oh, well, you know, he only won because he's a game manager. No, they're going to say he won because he's the winning quarterback. That's it. The team won. <laughs> he's a he's a Super Bowl champion. That's it. Well, let me stop hating okay. on you since that's the case. It's, 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 I mean, it's been quarterbacks that have won because they have – they did what they were supposed to do within that system. You know, and I know we're going to kind of transcend to what, what Cam saying, what Cam Newman was saying, but they they did their job regarding that system of whatever that coach has said. Perfect example, Trent Dilfer. Oh, damn. Facts. Joe, Joe Flacco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, yeah. Man, I know they come from Baltimore, <laughs> from Baltimore but I'm just saying. No, yeah. It's the system. You know, Eli Manning. Yes, I fucking mm. said it. Within that system, somehow, even though he finished 500, but somehow it within is. that system, he was able to win championships, especially against Twice. The, now, Patriots. Like, I mean, no sense, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Some guys are just system quarterbacks and whatever, just at that point in time. They just do what they need to do. I mean, I know I said Flacco, but look what Flacco did with the fucking Cleveland Browns. This shit. But the Browns defense did that. Flacco just maintained. But still, you're right, Reed. I'm just, <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. But still, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just getting happy. to the playoffs is half the battle. And that's all people don't understand. That's half the the, the first true. half of the season. True. Very true. The first Very half, true. Of the first half of your season is making sure that you get yourself into the playoffs. Then your second half of that season, if you make it into the playoffs, is shit advancing to get to that Super Bowl. But, do you but. think? Do you think because of that and the whole system and game manager and all of that, Mahomes is special because he is not considered or doesn't play within a certain system where he has his own type of. I don't even want to say his own system, but does that make it more special or does that make Mahomes more special because of what he's able to do with what he has? I think well, he's not considered a system. Go ahead, read my bad. I, I think I think Andy Reid has a system set in place mm. for for him to use the best of his abilities. But you have to understand that Mahomes has a lot of intangibles that you can't teach. 
You know what I'm saying? He has a mm-hmm. lot of intangibles that are just naturally God-given talent, you know, from what you see him doing on the field. I've seen this guy get out of plenty of sacks and, and, and extend plays like crazy, um, you know, running down the field and, and, and end up getting the first down on the fourth and mm-hmm. 15, you know, using his legs. I mean, you know, and, and he has an arm just, you know, the boy can throw the ball. He can do a whole bunch of stuff. And somehow he – Somehow he can connect the ball with the receivers all the way downfield. He has a lot of intangibles that you just can't see. It's just natural talent. So I think he has the the he has what's in place for him. I think Andy Reid recognizes that, but he also kind of gives him free reign to create however he needs to do in those games. Let me. I'm gonna say this. Well, I I guess it's a question and a statement. Um, I believe. And do you believe that our greatest quarterbacks were actually game managers and system quarterbacks? And I'm gonna throw out a name here: Joe Montana, um, and Tom Brady. Those two come to mind right off right off the rip as system quarterbacks, game managers that played the game within the system, and they didn't do more than what the system had for them. And I say that. Looking at Seaford and West Coast offense. I'm going to say yes and no. And the only reason I say that is they were great at managing the systems they were in, but they also had elite talent to make yeah. it Agreed. better than what a regular guy would have done. Because if not, Belichick would have still kept winning once Brady was gone. The mm-hmm. system didn't leave. The quarterback did. Now, San Francisco had to – everybody said, oh, they're done when Joe Montana left. And then Steve Young came in and did the same thing. They just had another really great talent right there on the bench that a lot well, of people He played didn't different, about. though, than Joe Montana, though. Well, because he, he, he was one of the first white quarterbacks to really use his legs uh, to go along with his arm. Don't make the face the truth. He used his legs to go along with it. Okay. He was one of the first, He was another <laughs> quarterback was, that used his legs along with he his arm. So, he was he was considered a mobile quarterback. Because I don't the, the way you formed it, Jay, and we say it, I don't want to yeah. turn it into all get good game managing quarterbacks will end up being elite system quarterbacks or system quarterbacks can man- guys and, and also <laughs> back then there was less throwing of the ball, so there's less chances for interceptions when you establish that running game with Roger Craig and Tom Brathman and all of those things, right? As far as like Montana goes, you had running, but I mean the 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 pass set up the run in the West Coast, and because they yes, you had Roger Craig, but um, oh, man, you know, and, and again, it just kind of hit me right now. Like those guys were in the system and they ran the system, and so if they played in today's place or market or however you want to say it i think we would consider them game managers and system quarterbacks and it's <laughs> and it's taking and it's taking on a bad connotation right so lamar jackson runs off script uh mahomes is the type of quarterback that runs off script uh josh allen is the type of quarterback that runs off script right uh burrow is the type of quarterback some may say runs off script right so jalen hurts is another one so when you have those type of quarterbacks Right, we call them elite, and we say, "Well, they're not system quarterbacks, and, and you know they they're special." Um, 
But you have others like Brock Purdy, who is a system quarterback, game manager, and he thrives. It's, oh, well, you know, it's it's the system. It's not him. You still got to run the system. You can't you can't play outside of yourself. I had to rewind because it's something you said that I just got to ask you and make sure I heard this right. So you're saying Joe Montana in today's game would be considered a game manager? Yep. A system, system quarterback, quarterback. game manager. Yep. Hmm. Not the Joe Montana I seen play. Hmm. <laughs> Watch the tape. I, I could I could go back and put a VHS in and Joe Montana Joe Montana still has enough ability in game to do what these quarterbacks are doing now in this system. If he in their so-called uh off script system if he needed to. <laughs> he didn't need to because they perfected their 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 scheme so well system. it system. could run. <laughs> but like I said, Jay, okay, I can give you a scheme and a system. You yeah. can go try to teach it to your son's flag team, right? And they're gonna tear the shit up. You still have right. the right pieces to run a system. Because sure. a system ain't shit if it don't right. work. Dan Quinn had a system, and it got exposed once Green Bay came in and ran the ball. Ron right. Rivera had a system. The whole system got exposed in Washington when they faced better competition and better talent. You have to have talent to run a system in a scheme, or the shit is just X's and O's written down on motherfucking paper. It don't and matter. Got, and you gotta have talent in the right spots. You have to have so, talent in the right spots. So he's so so Brock Purdy is a talented quarterback because he can run that system. That's not what see there you go. You reshape him with that, the hell That's I what just you just said. said. I said you have to have talent in place. I'm referring back to Joe. I'm still on Joe Montana. The hell with a Brock Purdy. Okay. I'm still on the Joe Montana statement and comment. Right. Brock Purdy thrives in that system and scheme right. because of the weapons around him. And when you have the best running back in CMC, you can do yeah. that. Brandon Ayuk, which is a way better wide receiver than people give credit to, and yes. Debo Samuel, who's a running back that just can happen to catch the ball out in the slot as well. That makes him thrive and kittles because he has the weapons and he manages. Joe Montana had great talent around him, which made mm -hmm. the West Coast offense great the way he, Jerry Rice, John Taylor played the game, Brent Jones, the tight end. Fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. It just what I mean, not to take away from what Purdy does for what he needs to. I'm saying Brock Purdy in a different system is not the same quarterback. Joe Montana still had success once leaving San Francisco and going to Kansas City, Kansas City. because he had the mm -hmm. talent to do it. That's the difference I'm making. So, no, Brock Purdy is not an elite quarterback because he manages games well in San Francisco. I don't even have, hell no to the no, no, no. <laughs> Did it? Let, let's, let's segue into it because I, I got a couple of quarterbacks. Okay. You said Joe Montana. So, is Joe Montana game changer, game manager? Changer. Manager. Jim Kelly. Manager. Changer. <laughs> wow. See, see, right now, I think he just wants to say, I'll big game. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm going to tell Kelly you. I, the game. Go ahead. So I told you I watched uh, on BGSB, I watched Four Falls of Buffalo, and I've watched it before. Right. It's a 30, 30 for 30 special. Mm -hmm. um, but he, they talk about how when he came in to Buffalo and they first began, 
and they were in a system that just didn't work, you know, and they were playing the way they, you know, pretty much a traditional offense, considered uh-huh. traditional offense. And it wasn't until they went into it was a particular game um, that they were running a two minute offense. Right. Uh-huh. And they found success with that. And they said, hey, let's just do this the next game. And they ran that game on a two minute offense, which now be which then became the K gun. And the, okay, and the, now the hurry up is what everybody's saying. The, in the hurry up, okay, yeah. up tempo K gun. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's why I call him a game changer because he said, "Hey, this isn't going to work. This is what we need to do." They went in and they changed it, and I mean, found awesome success with it. So yeah, he's a game changer. Okay. Dan Marino. I knew you. I knew that name was next for some reason. I'm. I'm gonna say talent. He's not a game manager. He just didn't have success after that first year. As far as like post, a lot of post. Yeah, he's a success. changer. He's a game. Changer. He's a game changer. Hey man, I I practiced with Dan Marino. I was on the same field, and he was old with two big ass knee braces on. By the time I got in the league. <laughs> But that goddamn ball made a noise that I didn't know ball. I didn't know a football could hiss at you like a snake when it flew by you. It's just like, I was like, what the? <laughs> I look, I turn around, look at the chap, and I said, hey, dog. He said, yeah, he, yeah. Dang, got that fire. The ball said, that ball just hissed at me. And, like, hey, and it was straight as it could be. It looked like it was floating in the air. The spiral was so tight. Dan Marino mm-hmm. has some different stuff. He just had a bad run of luck, I'd say. Because there's that talent you would have thought would have got a couple championships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trey. Uh man, that's a tough one, actually. I think. I would go with Changer, but he's he was in a system. But he did things within that system that that made him elite. But man, that's that's a tough one. What I about all the playmakers cool. around him, Jay? He had playmakers around him. There's no that's fault cool. to him that he had a squad around no. him when it got rolling and got good. No. But I mean, I mean, he. But he was able to. I think Troy was able to. Go ahead. I think Troy's one of the best game managers. Mm. Mm. The best game. I can say that. that I mean. Ever. Now that we're breaking it down in the category like we are, you could almost – I mean, I could feel that. Yeah. Not be no. No, One of the best game managers. But, again, back to what Big Game is saying, he had pieces around him. And all he had to do was feed it to the right person at the right time and let them do what they need to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can't necessarily say that, you know, Troy could just break for a 50-yarder, you know, does he have to run to be a to be a game I'm changer? I'm not saying that he necessarily has to run, but it's not like he because he did like, run. It's 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 not like the Cowboys back in the day because you would put everything on Troy's shoulders and be like Troy, go out there and win us the game. Not when I'm looking over here and I got Michael Lurkin. Not when I'm looking okay. over here and I got you know uh, Albert. Not, you know, not when I'm looking in the backfield and I got him. I got Moose Johnson yeah. over here. You know what I'm saying? As a pullback, I got Jay Novacek over here. Is my freaking tight end. Now, I've got weapons everywhere. So just whoever's open, yeah. you're about to get the ball and you do whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So I think he's one of the best. That's a tough I one. even look at Kurt Warner the same one. Mm. I think he's a changer. I think he's and, a changer. And I think I think the only reason I would agree with that is because he still had the success when he went to Arizona. Yeah. Like he exactly. did in in uh, uh, St. St. Louis. He had pieces in both spots. He had pieces in both spots. Great yeah, but, they're two different, but they were two different systems. So yes, yeah. yeah, you can still manage a game being being different systems, but he was able to do it. And think about it, Larry Fitzgerald was there with a lot of other quarterbacks before he had the success he did with yep. Kurt Warner. Sure true, did, true that, true that, true that, sure did. Okay. Yeah, I'm calling him a changer. Okay. Okay. Is that it? What about Cam Newton? Since he was one of the ones who started. This conversation on this podcast. He, he Cam Newton was a game changer. He can't, man. Come on. Why about Mike? Well, we know Vic. Vic is a changer. Oh, that's the human drug man. That's not even a conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. Dog, when you stepped on the field, I mean, I swear, I still think my jock strap is in Atlanta on that field in the Georgia Dome before they <laughs> tore it down. Because he made a move one time. That's where my leg, my legs ended up pointing in the opposite direction. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Them fools, them fools on the sideline cracking up laughing. This shit ain't funny. It's going to film, fool. I mean, the only thing, the only issue is with guys like that who are once in a lifetime generational talents. The Michael Vicks, the Cam Newtons, mm-hmm. the Lamar Jacksons. They have Wonderful success, especially regular season success. But somehow mm-hmm. it just seems to fall apart in the playoffs. Every single one think, of them seems to fall apart in the playoffs for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's the coaches. I remember y'all talking about, like, you know, Baltimore completely is almost like they changed up their whole they did in game plan for whatever reason. And I don't know. I don't see how y'all have been I'm running glad. the ball. The whole season, right? Running the ball, mm-hmm. and then y'all get into this game. And I, like I said in the comments, Pachinko himself had more rushing attempts than the whole whole Ravens team. Listen, Ravens team that does not make sense to me. I'm glad you brought this up because I I sent Big Game uh, an article. Mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday, right? Yep, we sent um, it yesterday. So the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they talked about Lamar having more uh having more say in the planning. But he's actually been given the keys. They told he said, you know, I've been given the keys to this offense. So basically he is you know, has play calling uh authority in the game. They ran the ball ten times that whole game. Ten times. Now why is that so significant? And it says in an article, that team that they played, the Chiefs, number 18 defense against the run, but you only run it 10 times. So, you know, we all know about check with me's and and, and, and kill, you know, kills and all that other right. stuff, right? So you check out of that play. And this is what I told Game on the show, on the podcast was, say, man, Lamar is checking out of that. And he's like, no, no, it's it's they calling the play. I said, you and and to your point, you know, you can't have that many plays called 
where you say, I'm going to check out of this run and go to a pass. But at some point, it, I'm, I'm saying, hey, if I see this as a quarterback, I need to check into the run. Because if I'm just going to run with this pass, this pass play, he's he's not an elite quarterback at that point. I can't call him that. You, if you don't recognize that, I can't call you that. And that's the same issue that I have with our quarterback here, that pre-snap read. If you can't see that, hey, you know what? I know that's the number 18 uh, run defense over there. I know I have a great run game in Baltimore. I can run the ball too, right? And I only have 10 called run plays. I think two things happen. They got behind early and they panicked to play catch up, so they start throwing the ball. And the blitz package is a lot different. Now, they may have been ranked 18th against the run all year, but that that defense was way more stout and played a much better game in the playoffs than they looked all season long. Because the same thing can be said of what Buffalo was able to do. I mean, we know Buffalo was injured and beat up. You know why, but though? But the Chiefs defense looked a lot better against Buffalo. You know, you know why? Because why? Just, just like Buffalo, they did not run the ball either. They passed the ball. They tried to make Josh Allen the man, just like they tried to make Lamar the man. Hey, I'm okay. gonna show you. I'm gonna show you what I can do. I'm gonna show you. You, when you have Cook sitting in the backfield that you don't allow him to cook, that's a problem. You're letting Josh Allen win the game. Guess what? That's not the real strategy that you should employ when you have Lamar Jackson with ten in Baltimore with ten called run plays. That's not the strategy you should employ. Mm-hmm. Play to the weakness that they have. Expose it even more, right? If they're going to come up the field aggressively, what's the big game? What's the best plays for an aggressive defense, for a pass-rushing aggressive defense? You got to run at them. That's slow them down. You got to attack them. You got to try to drop. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I was – I was appalled to the game plan Baltimore came out with, bro. But I mean, and and to say, and just I'm opening because I heard this a lot. Oh, they're down early, so they had to play catch up. And it was 17 to 10. Stop it. Thank you. Thank you. It's game was still the game was still in in, in manageable to come and win. But before they got to the the 10, but before they got to the 10, y'all, I really do think they panicked a little bit and started throwing the shit way more than they needed to. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying what I think happened. They got beside themselves because they're deep in the established. Okay. If that's the case, then I go back to what Buff Nerd is saying. The quarterback needs to have the responsibility to be like, look. Fuck what they call it. <laughs> I'm seeing on the field what it is, and this is what it's going. Look, no, oh, dead dude. serious, dead serious. Why do you think? Why do you think Manning was 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 so great? Exactly. Why, why, why do Why do you think we put Manning? In the, you know, look at look at Tom. Exactly. Look, it came a point to where every time Manning said Omaha, you didn't know. At first, it was it, it was audible, and, and and we knew. You know, he kind of. Mm-hmm. Then he started saying it so damn much. You didn't even know what the hell that he was called. You, you didn't know. It was almost like every time he said Omaha, every single time 
he got up there and he was just like the defense would be like, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell. <laughs> you would see him turning, oh shit, was, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So 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 I'm saying, and, and to go with with, with Buffner's point, as a quarterback like that, man, you got to take it upon yourself to be like, at some point in time, especially big games. Look, I don't give a damn what this coach is saying. This is what the hell we gonna need to run. I'm looking at it. This is what we need to run. Case in point, and I say it all the time. Seattle Seahawks, Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. goal line. <laughs> Damn, boy. There's no way in hell. Every single person on the earth knew that they were going to give that ball to Mashawn to, to Lynch. Everybody knew that. Everybody. So why the hell do you throw the pass? You mean to tell me you can't audible? Russ Wilson, you can't audible. You couldn't put it upon yourself to be like, no, fuck what they're saying. Lynch, you about to get this ball. We about to win the championship. We about to win back-to-backs. Right. Back-to-back. I'd be like, look, coach can be mad at me at the end of the – you can talk to me in the locker room. But while we over here in this moment, we're going to be celebrating the Super Bowl. You get mad at me all all you want to while we in (laughs) But you got two rings, coach, and you're welcome for the second. Hey, y'all, one thing about – go ahead, Jay Styles. My bad, baby. No, I was just gonna say, you know, Jay, if Jameis Winston can can audible the play for a run call at the end of a game, I just don't understand why uh Lamar Jackson can't do it. Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You you didn't have Facts. to go. TDs, nine T's, we don't take knees. Hey <laughs> man, and to the, the point y'all talk about Peyton without audibles, Peyton was the first quarterback I saw that I actually played with that. There was multiple play calls in the hub. He already mm. had the play that was so if one play was called by Tom Moore, the offensive coordinator, mm. he already had another play to go along with it in case the defense did something he didn't like and had to take it to something else that could counter what the defense did. And that's what Peyton was great at. He was really good mm-hmm. at that. Really, really good. His pre-snap reads, man. Look, he's that dude, uh-huh. and you know this firsthand, that dude right there was really a football aficionado. Like, he he studied the game. And I think that's where I find issue with a lot of these quarterbacks today is they don't study the game like that. Right. Right. Um, I just – it it just comes across that way. Right. Uh, I think it's more of they work more on their arm talent and arm strength and things like that rather than trying to understand the finesse and nuances of the game. And I think that's why you have people like Joe Montana, who was so great over a long stint of time, who you wouldn't think of, well, he could really sling the ball down the field. Like, you don't think of that. That's not your first thought of Joe Montana. You know, um, even Tom Brady. Tom Brady was like, look, I don't have to sling it all the way down the field. You know, they talk about the dink and dunk and all of that and let your talent do their work. Yeah, because Brady didn't have the biggest arm in the world. He wasn't going to just drop. Because, like, I, this is this is what I love. And I forget the kid's name. He got drafted out of Cal to the Baltimore Ravens a long time ago. Bowler or something like that. Kyle Bowler. Oh, yeah. Kyle Bowler. But, mm-hmm. hey, man, he could throw the ball 70 yards in the air from one knee. Jamarcus <laughs> Russell, he could throw the ball 70 yards in the air from one knee. When the hit to the quarterback on the ground on one knee and got to throw the motherfucking ball 70 yards. That Okay, your arm is strong, but if your accuracy is off, it don't mean a damn thing. You have to be right. able to use your strengths to your 
your benefit. Um, yeah. I mean, good point, y'all. Great job with all of that. This is something I wanted to talk about that I was late in this. This, this posted to the internet last week on IG. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Chiefs wide receiver, and he still looks scary as hell to me, y'all, with his hair and no eyebrows. It fucks me up every time I see this man talk. I apologize if I offend anybody with that disease where your eyebrows don't grow back. Don't mean nothing by it. But Kadarius Tony scares the shit out of me. He need to fix it. He can't have no eyebrows in his hair. Look like Sideshow Bob that put his hand in the socket. But Kadarius Tony came out and said that, you know, he was mad and pissed off about being put on, uh, not being inactive and left off and on the injury report and came out and said that it was a cap and a lie that he was hurt. And he said every week the Chiefs were making them new injuries to keep him uh, inactive. And now, Kadarius Tony has had numerous mistakes throughout the year, none bigger than the offsides that cost them the game, right, against Buffalo during the regular season. Fellas, I only bring this up because there's a right and a wrong way to handle everything. Kadarius Tony, you have the right to be pissed off. I'm going into the locker room before, and they walk to me and say, hey, you inactive today. And they say, you know, they they put in the paper inactive due to injury, and ain't shit wrong with you. It's not the first time it's happened in the league. It happens. But when that happened, I later then had a conversation with Coach Dungy in his office on a Monday to be like, Coach, how would y'all make that decision? And why would y'all wait to the last minute to do that and not tell me earlier in the week? Oh, well, we just thought this and we thought this. And I still know to this day that came from the front office because I was about to hit an incentive bonus. So the motherfuckers took me out of the game. So I wouldn't hit that mm-hmm. bonus to get that bread. Mm-hmm. That's what the fuck it was. You know what I'm saying? The league is dirty like that. Long story short, Kadarius Tony, you get a second chance with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. You have some blunders and bonehead plays. Mm. And now you decide to get in your feelings and talk on IG Live like you back on the corner with your boys or just kicking it with your peoples, letting everybody know how you really feel. Has Kadarius Tony pretty much cut himself, y'all? And have y'all heard the audio? I don't need to. Uh, I got it. If you need to hear it, I have it. No, I don't need to. I Again, I just think his play and the play of the receivers over this whole season anyway, um, I, I would not be surprised if Kansas City has an open tryout at the end of this year to see if they can find some receivers. I may, I may drive up. <laughs> it won't be no open tryout. I mean. They'll, they'll 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 pick up somebody, but he's he's yeah. he he he'll be in his last game as a Kansas City Chief at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is it. And Reed, did you and Reed? Did you hear it? I'm like Jay Stars. I don't need to hear it. You don't need to hear it. I've read upon it and everything. Okay, because like it's okay. it's straight ignorance, man. I, I'm like, there's a lot of ways I, to handle a lot of things, and you like as a player, dog, understand this. There's a lot of shit that goes on with everybody that irks mm-hmm. you and pisses you off. Everything is not great. And everybody else is like, I don't know what he's mad about. He's making all this money. Bitch, you don't know how much more money I could have made. That's why the fuck I'm mad. Because they purposely took the rest of my goddamn bread. So don't tell me why am I mad. That's why I'm mad. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on that people don't <laughs> understand. That's going to strike a nerve. And you want to say something. But at the same time, you know you've been... You've been threat, uh, skimming on uh, thin ice, skating on thin ice, yeah. And you don't have a whole lot of room for error, and you decide to get in your feelings and come out, go live on some shit. 
don't be surprised. And uh, so now he probably more than likely ain't gonna play in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't put his ass out there. And you speak on some old. And, and at the end of the season, I'm just gonna go and chop your ass. But there's a way to do everything, and that wasn't way to do it, Darius Tony. Mm. But mm-hmm. hey, man, we 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 coming to the end of this thing, and so Reed, you said you had a. Would you rather for it? Yeah, I got a couple real quick. Big game. I feel like there's an unwritten rule in the NFL for the NFL players of how they're supposed to conduct their business, personal and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Some things that you just keep to yourself in the locker room. Some things that are just designated to the locker room. Some things that they're, of course, their PR people are going to be watching. Things, some things that you just don't say to the public. I feel like it's just an unwritten rule that every NFL person, every staff member from coaches to players have. And once that rule is broken, they said that's that's where social media comes. Everybody ain't ain't good on it. Everybody ain't. Uh, do they do they give social media classes before the season they, even starts? They have a, they have a PR guy that talks to you and and runs down you know the do's there you you know the do's and the don'ts because every coach has different things that kind of that will or will not piss them off. And, you know, some coaches would rather not even let players talk to the media, but then they have to get fined. You can't cut it off because of what, the you know, the NFL has going on and open to all the media outlets. So you have to – so, like, every time you don't talk to the media, you get fined. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, I don't feel like talking today. If they request to talk to your ass and you don't want to talk, the NFL can fine you on that shit. Um but yeah, I like Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So yeah. now he appears and he says yeah. something. He just don't have to answer your question, and you have the right to do that. But to, yeah. you know, to Reed's question, yeah, it's not so far like, hey, everybody, let's go to our media training today. But the PR people come in, they talk to you, and they try to, you know, tip you off to how sometimes some journalists are good enough and clever enough to bait you into things to think about it. And this is my thing. In the heat of the moment is the worst time to interview someone because you're going to get something from me that I know that I probably shouldn't say, and I hadn't thought about it and calmed down enough to be able to control my outburst and what comes out. But, yeah, they, they try to school they, they school you on, you know, what's going to go down, how you need to do it, and what you need to do, and then you just got to keep a level head because I know, you know, they got Ryan Leaf as a rookie when he was struggling, and Junior Seau and them had to come over there and get him. And the reporter knew how to get him. I remember that. Um, <laughs> I remember yeah, that. A big, uh, you know, <laughs> offensive lineman that we had was a first-round draft pick out of the University of Florida. And uh, the old offense wasn't doing well. And, you know, you know, I'm not trying to put my boy on blast because Kenyatta, you know, was still a good football player and, you know, had a decent career. You know what I mean? But at the time, for the pressure that was put on him as a rookie, like he was going to come in and just rewrite all the wrongs of that offense. Then they asked him one question, and there wasn't no vet around him when they asked him, and the shit went south quick. It went <laughs> south real quick, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And everybody was like, that happened because a lot of people were even gone when the reporter asked the question. That's how shady and shifty they were on trying to get him to react. They got what they wanted. They got the attention they wanted from the article, but it was a piss poor time to ask that man that question because it was a tough loss and shit we suffered that day. Offense didn't play great. And here it is, you put a young person – in front of the microphone that wasn't ready to answer a question yet because was not happy with the performance they had in the game that week. It goes down like that. Mm. Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch. Of, I mean, look, uh, I think it was Justin Fields, right? That you know they asked him a question right out and in, in you know mouth insert foot, and it it went left real quick, and uh, you know he had to come back and he was talking about coaches and things of that nature and you know letting them play and how they don't let them play and uh, I mean it's just. And it's not just players, you know, the whole Arizona thing with uh, with Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, them saying he doesn't study and they put mm-hmm. it in his contract. Like, that's not how you want to – But that was the media like, that – well, it wasn't the media. No. They put it in the – well, that was the organization's dumbass. You put it in the yeah. contract, which the contract – once signed, contract becomes public information that, you right. know, you they can see it. It's right. just it's bull. Right, which it should have been conversations and you know that kind of thing, but look, is unfortunately people want since uh, they want they want stuff. I can't say the word right now. Uh, I guess it's early. Um, <laughs> sensationalism. There we go. Let's oh, get it. Good. Sensationalism. They they want that sensationalized. Right. That's what they want. They want something that's salacious, something that can, you know, for clicks, then something that can say, oh, look, this there's a problem here. There's a problem uh, uh, with this team. Yeah. And so, hey, that means I get more clicks. That means I get more eyes. And that means that I can get my blue check. Right. Hey, man, you you can buy blue checks now. Yeah, you can. You can. I, I mean, but you would rather have other people buy it for you. Okay. It just seems sweeter. That, that, that. <laughs> you know, mm. hey, I, I look, I've bought. No lies told. No lies told on that one. Hey, man, I bought food. It was like, it's good. But when somebody else buys, I'm like, ooh, this is real good. Mm. It must have did something <laughs> different this time. No, it didn't come out your paycheck. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Normally, I don't like this, but this is really good today. Because you didn't pay for it, clown. I can't say clown, but you know you didn't pay for it. That's, you can say clown. You can say it. That's okay, funny. clown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was a fact, man. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. But um, they need to have PR people around them, uh, especially young folks, young young players, veterans. I mean, uh, rookies, second year, third year players. Um, they need a buddy system when it comes to this stuff, man. <laughs> Well, not just that, man, man but the, but the, this this is the thing on that. And you know, Kenny the Jet Smith said Dean Smith at North Carolina back when he was playing in college had a rule that he wasn't going to address performance until twenty four hours after a contest. Hey, just like hey. as a coach, sometimes I tell when parents are mad, I say go home, think about it, and a lot of times the next day the shit is better because we all overreact in the moment. Or you yeah. say something that you regret. So now that the NFL opens up these locker rooms for reporters to come in to poke and to pry, and as a per, as a competitor, you pissed at your performance. That's all you're thinking about, and you ask me a question about what's got to do to get better. Like uh, your man in Washington that we did the interview this year and ended up getting traded away. I had to be able to not well not sweat. What was the defensive end's name? That said, I'm sick and tired of this shit. It fucking sucks. I mean, he went to F-bombs and all kind of stuff. And just like, no, you got to taste young? 
No, no, Chase Young. No, nah, it was somebody he else. Got, he got traded to San Francisco. That's he didn't say nothing. I got the short on here. I mean, back up on the channel, man. I just gotta find the name. But when I say went off, all yeah. the way off, it was just like, oh shit. But that's what yeah. happens in the moment. Here it is. You're on a team. You lose X amount of games in a row, and no one's performing like they're supposed to. You're right. pissed off because you're in a close game that you end up losing. Now you got to come in and ask me these uh, obvious ass fucking questions, man. Right. You know right. what it is. You smart no. enough to know. You just want a reaction because you want to upload it to your page and get nine million. You you hoping for the fact to go viral? Yeah. Um, and it's not the it's not the it's not the the, the time for it. But yet yeah. it happens. So you can have all yeah. the training. Okay, yeah. you can have all the training in the world. Right, yeah. Jay you could go say you had anger management and mm -hmm. how to you know control your temper. I walk up, slap your child in the back of the head. You don't know me, you're gonna throw we fighting all yeah, that shit right. that you knew and got all trained right. on is out the window. You trained me to be be careful of this, be careful of that. Hey man, so what do you think about you causing your team in the game today because your ass couldn't get to the quarterback? <laughs> Hold on, man. What? Yeah. Start looking at him like, like Russell. No, nah, I mean, uh, and you threw the ball wow. to the other team four times there. You couldn't find your second receiver. What? You were very obvious and intentional with your passes without looking off the defense. Do you think that had an outcome on the game today? You're like, bitch, you just basically accused me of throwing the game away. Do I think it had an outcome? I think me and you going to have an outcome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, so I they they, 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 they set you up in there. They're very good at forming the question to make you like. I love watching some of Russell Westbrook old stuff because he yeah. the faces and the reactions, and you know that man. For I'm gonna pay this fine. I'm gonna let them have it. It's just it's just funny. What is it? What? Um. Yeah. No. It's it's and <laughs> so right after you know Dan Campbell loses the game, and and I I agree with you a, a thousand percent. That is not the time or place. He's literally walking up the tunnel to address the team. So he hasn't even addressed the team yet after the loss. And they're sitting there asking him questions about the game. You know, what now? Do you think your your future is in jeopardy as a coach? And it's like, <laughs> you firing me five minutes, five seconds after I lose a game. And I'm we were... We were cellar dwellers the last couple of years, and we win a division now. See, it, it, come on, that, yeah. Man. And 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 I, I get very upset with that. It, it ticks me off because it's like, give them a chance to take this all in, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. actually rationally answer your questions with right. not as much emotion. You're gonna have emotion. Smart. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. And you know what? I'm going to implement that with, and, with my flag team. And guess what I had to do? Y'all not trying to be funny. Early on starting out, with some of these comments and shit that people leave watching the show, mm -hmm. I had to just <laughs> let it go. Because it's always going to be people that's going to question what you do or how you do it. Sure. And sure. think that they can do it better. But yet they don't do anything. You just right. gotta let it ride, cause like Jay Stock says, there's always gonna be a hater out there. Always, always gonna be a hater out there. So always. you know, but if the nobody rule makes sense. If if nobody's hating, right, gonna be doing something right. If they hating on you, you doing something right. You pushing. So, Let's go. Keep pushing. That's all that. So 
at the end of at the end of the day, we know that you have to be available to the media because the NFL makes too much money through these TV contracts. They can't cut the locker room off. Like, well, y'all just get them at the facility tomorrow. The but what well, they need, but fans want to see it. It's gotten to the point now where everything is for the fans. Everything's for the fans. I don't want to see them in a the locker. I don't. I don't want to see their locker. I don't want to see them with the shirt off. I don't want to see them in a the towel. You know, they should wait until the press conference. Here's what I like about, uh, especially now. I know this is WNBA. But this is what I like about what they do. You have to wait for them to come into the room in order to interview them. You mm. don't have locker room interviews in the WNBA. Well, you know why you don't have locker room interviews in the WNBA. I, I said I know, that. I know that. Okay, okay my bad. Because it's women. Okay. They ain't trying to go in there and show their I Look, didn't I just say I know what it is? Okay. <laughs> I said that. But NBA does yeah, that as yeah, well to, to an extent. Yeah. But the NBA does that too, as well. To that, that, that's men, you know. Men, they control their bodies and chest. They Bro, don't give a damn. About I just that. said. You can't go up in those WNBA locker room. Women got sports bras on. Breasts is hanging out everywhere. You can't do all this. I understand. My bad stocks. I'm just saying. Thank you. My two because the NBA. Little, little sound. The NBA does it as well to an extent. You don't see a lot of locker room uh, interviews in the NBA as much as you see them sitting at a table with a microphone, right? And it's, I think it's a good thing. You have to allow the team to have a conversation, to talk, have the PR people, the coaches, the GM, whoever, talk to them. And then you have certain people. And even if the media says, hey, we want to talk to the quarterback, defensive tackle, the tight end and a running back and a receiver. Okay, fine. Have them come to the room. You have their availability, and then you walk off and you move on. But, yeah, talking to someone right after the game, they still got the jersey on and their pads on. You're going to get a reaction. Good or bad, you're going to get a reaction. No doubt. So, uh. Fellas, I think it's time. Yeah, y'all ready for the one you got two of them. Mm-hmm. Got two of them in this show, man. My first, would you rather? Would you rather be a Hall of Fame player with no Super Bowl victories or a third stringer with the Super Bowl ring? Third stringer with a Super Bowl ring. Hall of Fame player. I'm just looking at it from the stat that the get to the Hall of Fame is a very small window. Actually, it's not. the way they throwing people in the Hall of Fame, everybody's going to end up in there. Uh, maybe I didn't think about this question right. I just know from a general standpoint, not from myself. It depends on the sport. It depends on the sport. NBA, they throwing anybody in. NFL, not so much. NFL, I think, is probably one of the hardest Hall of Fames to get into. Um, out of all the sports, but I'd any, rather be Hall of Fame. Is there anybody? Huh? Is there anybody that y'all know that has been in the Hall that's in the Hall of Fame that you feel like don't deserve it? As far as NFL or NBA or which one? No, I'm saying any sport. Tracy McGrady. Oh wow! Shit, you said that quick. Like you didn't wow. debated that before. Wow, I have Tracy McGrady. Oh wow, he's one. And uh, 12, 
Oh, the running back from Denver. Was that Terrell Davis? Terrell Davis? Ooh. Yep. Shit. Really? Yep. That's for another show. <laughs> no, 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 for another show. That's yeah, good. that's, that's good. definitely for another show. Um, from a from a career standpoint, I feel like the championship is the pinnacle. But at the same time, because I wasn't a Hall of Fame player, so if I could have won that championship, that would have been awesome. Now, being the championship, I don't know because it's two great accomplishments, man. One's individual, one's team. And I think he just got to decide what's best for you. If I got to pick one. I still think that ring can get you a lot of places in life too. Cause some people get in the hall of fame when they dead. If I'm alive with that ring, it can yeah. still get me in a lot of doors. I, I, I lean more towards the hall of fame only simply because if I'm a third stringer and I get that ring, I mean, I'm still the third stringer. I, I wasn't, you know, I don't, I probably still don't, feel, I'm glad I got the ring, but I still feel like I didn't make no kind of accomplishment. Or no type of help. I probably did most. You of played. My work. You did. You you did. Some I probably help. did most of my work on. You know, maybe a special teams. Maybe yeah, like, but that shit. That shit counts. During practice and stuff like that, which I understand. Hall of Fame. I'm in there forever. I've got a bust of True. my face. I'm True. in there forever. You probably got paid. And got you know what I'm saying. And I've got a gold. I've got paid. I've got you know. That's that's a staple. You know what I'm saying. I, I bet you Dan Marino ain't hurt. He's like, hey, I might not got no ring, but I'm hurt. in this Hall of Fame. He's still giving out isotoner gloves. You see what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. All kind of commercials. Famous for no motherfucking reason. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> My second would you rather would you rather have spent your career with Bill Belichick or Andy Reid as your head coach? Oh, damn. Well, the way it's looking, Andy Reid might catch Bill one day. I don't know, man. I heard a lot of good things for, about Bill Belichick. I know he's so plain and bland, but Woody and Teddy Bruschi and Vrabel mm-hmm. and Marinovich, all those guys had a lot of – Mikovich had a lot of great things to say about him. I, oh, shit. Because he has the amount of championships he has, I'm going to say Belichick over Reed. That's just – that's my reasoning. I'm going to say Belichick. Uh, for the <laughs> fact that he will teach the game to you so you can have a career after if you decide. Because if you look at it, those people that you named off, Vrabel, and all, they're coaches now. They're head coaches in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Or they're coaches somewhere. So, um, yeah. Because he'll give right. me something further than just, just the that San Antonio game. Spurs of the NFL. Lots of fundamentals and whatnot. I think I would rather yeah. right. go with Bill Belichick because I, I I feel success would be there somewhere. Right. It'll be there somewhere. So, so y'all, you, yo, would you rather I was one to lead to another topic, but I can't today because I got to go. Got to <laughs> go. We all do. Well, yeah, we got to talk about that one. We got to try to get on here next week and talk. Oh, I won't be here next week. I'm going to celebrate Super Bowl. Anyway, man. Hey, thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, we really appreciate what? it. Don't make it. Your last time, I ain't say celebrate the Super Bowl just because both of y'all just said celebrate. I'm in with family. I'm going to hang out with family while watching. I'm gonna go celebrate Super Bowl. That's what you said. Okay, excuse me. Tampa's not in it, bro. I will not be here next weekend. (laughs) I'm going to a family gathering for what's gonna be to spend time with. Shit, we had a better chance than the Cowboys. Hence, we made it to the second round, and your asses didn't. Anyway. Lo and behold, I'm trying to close us out of here. You just taking jabs, you 
gunslinging mother lover. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, share. Let someone know. Leave your comments. Let us know what you think. You can catch A Read on Mondays, MCXP Radio, Man Cave Mondays. You can check out the Buff Nerd and myself on Thursdays on Big Game Sports Buzz. And yes. new show coming to BGSE Network, the Buff Nerd Podcast. Talking everything DFW Metroplex Sports, some nerd shit that he liked to talk about, and everything else. So get ready for the Buff Nerd to. Show. Yeah, it's new. I yeah. thought I was blurted to. It's not blurted to it, well, nope. it's gonna be it's gonna be a mixture of cowboys cutting up and blurted to. So it's gonna be the Buff Nerd Show. Flexing in the Plex. Anyway, man, for Avery, the musicologist, <laughs> the buff nerd, Jay Stocks. I'm your boy, Big Game James. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. What's peace. up, Cam? All right.